We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Even in the mailbag, we we got we did get a couple super chats. I think it, well, once God, we did get a couple super chats. I want to get to first, and we'll start off here, Ryan. And a super chat from John Faulkner. John, thank you so much for the super chat. We truly appreciate it. Who do you see starting at quarterback in twenty twenty four? Kenny Minchie, C.J. Carr, Steve Angeli, or a transfer quarterback? I wish Tyler Buckner the best of luck wherever he goes. Can be a heck of a player. I honestly don't know. I mean, it's too early to tell. I mean, if right now where guys are today, Steve Angeli's ahead of the other three, but he's also, in my opinion, the third most talented of that trio. Is a transfer needed to be the starter next year? As of right now, uh, I don't know the answer to that. Number one, I don't know who the who would even be in the portal next year, so I can't talk yeah. about that. Who knows? <laughs> and, and I don't know what kind of jump Kenny Minchie's going to make. I don't know what kind of jump Steve Angeli's going to make. I don't want to have to rely on C.J. Carr as a freshman. If C.J. Carr is good enough to start as a freshman, great. But it's it's just not uh, – look, I don't like it when freshmen start. Most guys aren't Trevor Lawrence, folks. They're just not. And most guys that start as freshmen need to get carried because there's great talent around them. And unless you are Trevor Lawrence, like Jalen Hurts was successful as a freshman because – they didn't need him to go out there and win him a bunch of games. He was more Everett Golson than he was you know, Brady Quinn and Jimmy Clausen in regard to what they were asking him to do or not asking him to do. And, and so I don't want to have to rely on CJ. I want him to be like anything else. If he's just the best dude we got and you're as the coaches, you say, well, hey, we got to play him. He's the best guy we got. That's cool. Do it. Play him. But I don't want to have to play him. So right. it, it's just it, so much of this is going to depend, John, on how these other two kids develop. My hope, my hope is that they're going to the portal next year for just a veteran depth guy. Because if they're going to the portal next year for just a veteran depth guy, that means one of these two guys, Angeli or Minchie, really took a big step in the fall and showed himself ready to to, to compete for that job. They may still go to the portal anyway, Ryan. I just, I, I know that Marcus Freeman is not afraid to go to the portal, but I also believe that Marcus Freeman and Jared Parker and Gino Gadouli believe in trying to be able to develop your own quarterbacks. So that way there's more sustainability and more cohesiveness. Cause you can't always guarantee there's going to be a Sam Hartman type of kid who yeah. isn't really in it to get a big NIL deal. Right. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Like we hear all these rumblings about Tyler Van Dyke being, you know, Alabama looking at him and then he stays and he stays cause he took a, you know, he got an NIL, you know, bonus. Yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't want that guy. Right. Like if, if you're going to stay at a place that, you know, you, you don't want to be at because they're giving you more money, then I don't want you at my place. Cause I want you to go somewhere you want to win. And that, that, that's what I'm looking for. And, and so like Drake may Drake may chose to stay at North Carolina, even though he could have cashed out big time because he wants to be there and he have. wants to compete and he wants to win. I want guys like that. And I, you can't promise me that there's going to be guys like that in the portal next year. You can't. And if they are, they're going to be major competition for them. So my hope is that one of those three kids, or or preferably two, CJ has a monster senior year in high school, and one of those two guys steps up, and you're feeling like, okay, between them, we're, we're we like where our depth is. And then you bring in that second, you know, 2024 kid. We're driven by the search for better. 
But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready for a spring break to remember? Amtrak's got just a ticket for you and your crew. With share fares, you and your friends can save up to 60%. The more who travel, the more you save. Skip the hassle of driving through the Northeast while exploring D.C., Philly, New York, and Boston. No middle seats and plenty of legroom are just an Amtrak away. And with stops right in the heart of your favorite cities, you'll arrive downtown, not out of town. Savings start with three travelers. Eight travelers required for 60% discount. Visit Amtrak.com slash sharefares to book. Restrictions may apply. And then for this year, you know, it also kind of leaves you in, in its spot too because now what does Notre Dame do about th- – this is what we didn't talk about earlier, right? What do they do about this year's team? Right. Are they just going to go with those guys? Or do they go out and try to look for a portal guy? Well, somebody had mentioned Brady Allen from Purdue, jumped in the portal. I don't think that solves your problem. Brady Allen's a freshman. He's not yeah. – now, the kid from Cincinnati that jumped in the portal last week, um, the kid that came from uh, – he went. He was from Cincinnati. Went to Eastern Michigan. Then went back to Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah, but he know. just jumped in the portal from Cincinnati, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. That might be something I would look at as a as a veteran guy to back up Sam, but I don't know if that's necessarily what he's looking for. I, mean, I would imagine if he was just okay. Well, I mean, I, I guess I couldn't say that because it's a new staff, and I yeah. wouldn't want to play for Scott Satterfield either. So that could that could be it. But I mean. It, and but here's the thing: if you're doing that because you feel like you need a backup this year, you've stunted the growth of those other young kids, and then now you may have to go to the portal again next year. It's not an easy decision because every decision that you make has con- potential consequences. Bringing in a veteran now that understands your job is to back up Sam Hartman and make sure that if he goes down, you're ready to go. You are not competing yeah. with Sam Hartman. You are not going to be the starter unless he gets hurt. That's your, that's your world. Now, if you want to come here and get a master's degree from Notre Dame and you want to be part of that, we'd love to have you. But the what's the side of – so if that happens, like let's say the Bryant kid from Cincinnati. So, okay, that kid can get you out of some games. That kid can go hand the ball off and make enough throws that this football team can be pretty good next year still with him. You're going to have to win differently. He's not going to be yeah. Sam Hartman. He's not going to – but he can – He can. You, there's more confidence he can get you in and out of a game than than right now than Kenny Mitch or Sam, Steve Angeli because they're just not proven. But he's also a guy that's not – to me, you have to ask yourself, but is he good enough to stunt the growth of these two young kids? If you say no and you bank on those two young kids, Angeli and Minchie, but what if they don't progress? Right. Now you now if something happens to Sam Hartman – now you're with a quarterback who may have better physical tools than it's Ben Bryant, correct? Isn't the kid's ben name Bryant. Ben Bryant? Yep. Yep. You may not have as many tools as, as you may have more tools than Ben Bryant, but you're not as, me, as mature as Ben Bryant and experiences him. And that's the rub. And then if you do go to the transfer right now, does that force you to now go to the transfer portal next year? Because these kids didn't develop. It, it may sound easy. Oh, I'll just go here, do that, do that. But it's not an easy decision because every single decision has consequences. Right. Every single one has consequences. And Notre Dame has to figure out what makes the most sense for our present and future. But at the end of the day, Ryan, it's always about what if you believe this 23 team is as good as I know the coaches believe it it can be. These I said this a million times. This staff has a lot of a lot of confidence in this team. They're not playing for 24. None of the transfers that have happened now are knocking them off course. Right. Joe Walt didn't jump in the transfer portal. Benjamin Morrison didn't jump at the transfer portal. Right. Nothing has thrown them off course. So you still have to make decisions on what gives you the best chance to win this year. 
And that may force them into a situation where they've got to sit down with Sam and say, hey, look, man, we're going back into the portal for a quarterback. But just understand, this is what we're going to do. That may cause one, you know, what if that causes Steve Angeli to transfer? Well, I don't think Steve Angeli's the answer at Notre Dame, but I do think he'd be a great backup. And now you lose two transfer kids next year, and your quarterback depth chart is Kenny mentions CJ Carr. That's it. Yeah. Right. So all of these guys come with consequences. And it and I'm I'm only saying that because whatever the staff decides to do, understand it's not an easy decision. And they've had to think through a lot of what ifs, right? It's like I feel you ever see the skit? Who was it with? I can't remember who who the actor was. Uh, I think it was Nicolas Cage, but there's a skit on Saturday Night Live where the wife is pregnant and she's thinking of names that they're going to name their baby. And every time she does, the the guy makes fun of it, you know, like make some. And then at the end, there's a knock on the door. It's like some fake UPS guy. And he's like, I have a package and pack. I have a, a package for Mr. and Mrs. A wipe Johnson. I'm not going to say the word, but A S S wipe Johnson. <laughs> yes. And he's yes. like, it's Oswipe. You know what I mean? It's like, but the, the scenario is like, every time I say, well, what about this? There's a negative to it. Well, that's kind of where the staff is right now. Every scenario that I could present to the staff or someone in the staff present, hey, what about this kid? What about this kid? I can make a counter argument of why that might hurt us in another area. And that's why I say, They've got to have be real convicted on what they're going to do and then just go do it and then own it. That's the thing. That's what they need to do. Yeah. Just understand there's consequences and be willing to live with them and know that there's really not a wrong answer because the main goal at the end of the day is what's going to help this 2023 football team have a chance to go compete for a championship. And that's what the, that's what the discussion ultimately needs to settle on, Ryan, in my opinion. Well, I mean, in 2024 is fascinating because I don't have a crystal ball, obviously, right? It's like because somebody in the chat earlier when we started the show, Brian was just kind of discounting Kenny Minchie. It's like, oh, Kenny Minchie's not going to be ready as a sophomore. I'm like, how do you know that? Do you, how do you, how do you know that? Right? I mean, why is that the assumption that we're jumping to? I have no idea what Kenny Minchie is going to look like in a year. I have no idea what CJ Carr is going to look like in a year. There is a lot of questions, obviously, moving forward from the full depth chart perspective of what 2024 is going to look like at quarterback, but I'm not going to pretend to be a crystal ball guy here, right? Like I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, Kenny Mitch is not the answer to 2024. How do you know that? I don't know that for certain. I don't know. I have no, clue. I don't know how, yeah. I don't know how much he's going to weigh. I don't know if he's going to grow another inch. I don't know like physically what he's going to look like. Like you have no idea how a guy's right. going to develop. So again, I get it, but for like the 2024 conversation, John, and it's a completely fair one because we've been talking about all off season about like, Ideally, Tyler Buckner is your guy in 2024. You know, mind Sam Hartman for a little bit, but so it's gonna it's going to be a different conversation piece. Obviously, now as far as what the future is at the position, but we we can't just discount people that are on the roster to begin with, right? Like I'm not just gonna scoff, be like, oh, Kenny Mitchell, what Kenny Mitchell was a top hundred player in this class. Like, I want to I want to bring up a comment that I think someone's missing the boat on what we just talked about. Ty C says bringing in a one-year rental is no different than having Tyler Buckner on the team. Kenny and Steve will get the same development with a transfer as they would have with Tyler Buckner on the team. Here's what you're missing. If Tyler Buckner's still on the team, you don't need Steve and Kenny to develop to be the starter in 2024 because Tyler is. So their development this year is geared towards, okay, you're going to be, you're going to be Tyler Buckner's backup most likely next year. There's no one in their right mind, in my opinion, that believes that Tyler Buckner would have stayed. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. That's disrespectful to people. Yeah. I, 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 I reject the notion that anybody other than Tyler Buckner was going to be the starter next year unless he got hurt again. Right? So you weren't asking Kenny and Steve to be the starter in 24. My point is this. If you don't let them develop this year, you're losing both portal kids is what we're talking about. Cause you're not going to bring in some red shirt freshman portal guy. In my opinion, I don't think that really helps you. And I think that's where you could get into, okay, you just brought in another young guy to compete with other, these other with, with CJ Carr and Kenny mention what, how are they going to respond to that? I'm more referring to looking at like some of the vet, the veteran guys, right? So you're, yeah. we, I mentioned Ben Bryant being an example. If you bring it, bring in Ben Bryant, he's not your starter in 24. He's, he's gone. Correct, Ryan. He's out of yeah. He's, he's not bringing him to be the starter, right? Yeah. So you're losing both of those guys, and now these two kids who aren't getting as many reps because they're the three and the four are now in position where they got to compete for the starting job next year. That's different if Tyler Buckner's on the roster. If Tyler's on the roster instead of Ben Bryant, 
Tyler's being groomed to be your starter next year. Not, yeah. not those two guys. So that's where Ty, where I, where I think that you're, you're, you're in, incorrect here in that response is because they're, de- they're being developed for something different. If Tyler Buckner's on the roster compared to the others. So in theory, you're correct. Their development would be the same. But the point is, is your depth chart in 24 looks way different if Tyler's not here because this the guy you're bringing. Hey, I see you got your new shirt on. The new shirt you got on. That's I know, man. Back to back days. Um, I love days. it. I just noticed it. I'm sorry. I'm so <laughs> ADD. But that tie. So you, Ty, I hope that under, understands where I'm kind of coming from. Is it's a little bit yeah. of a different deal. Yes. Than if Tyler was here, because yes. the, the consequences of t- for 2024 are different. In that instance. We have a, a lot of stuff about the quarterback. Can, yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Can I bring up something that's completely unrelated, real quick? Sure. I just want. I just want to. I just want to plug us for a second, man. Oh, not that. Not that one. Here we go. Bailey Brad said Kingston Viliamo Asa announcing a top three on Friday. That's got to be good for Notre Dame if he's getting closer to a decision. Bailey Brad, I don't know if you're on. If you're on the message board at boards.irishbreakdown.com, Champions League, but if you are. You would know that there is a fir- there is a decision date that's already kind of been discussed a little bit, right. and you would already know who that top three is going to be on Friday right. if you were to subscribe to the message board as right. well. So yes, right. Sir. It's another reason, quick, another quick another advertisement. Ryan had that. Well, you actually had that on Sunday, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. So yeah, you didn't know that too yet. Two days we, ago, we we know who his top three already are. Right. So yeah, but you have to go to the message board and, to find out. And it is good for Notre Dame because they will be one of those three. So yes, we have we have, a, we have another super chat here, Ryan. Super chat is from I really Q. Thank you so much for the super chat. Really Q. Really Q. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Really Q. Really Q. My, my best mind. guess at what those two things mean on the my, my apologies. If I if I'm butchering it, my apologies. But thank All you good. so much for the super chat. We really appreciate it. With the portal, how plug and play are college athletes compared to NFL players? College football seems to have more diversity with formations, mesh, spread, triple option, etc. Are we going to start seeing more? more paper tigers uh, i don't i don't know the answer to that honestly because we've seen teams i actually think in college football the guys can be plug and play and i think you're there's a lot of validity what he's saying as far as mesh and spread and triple option but if you're landing talented players they can have a big impact look at michigan state you know you could kind of call michigan state a paper tiger i think because you could say well they had that year where they brought in a bunch of transfers yes and then those and guys all left yep. and then the next year they were garbage Yes. Well, USC comes in and they have all their transfers. They get a lot better. They go from what four and eight to eleven and three, and then they lose a bunch of guys. But then they just replace those guys with a bunch of new transfers. So does that mean USC just keeps doing it? Is USC going to be really good again with all these new transfers, or was last year fool's gold? We don't know the answer to that. I, if I had to guess, I'd say that they're going to be really good again. It'd be my guess, but we don't know because are, is the kid from Arizona going to be as good as? Jordan Addison, will the, will the new players mesh as well as the others? And a perfect example for me uh, of this is go watch the last chance you. Yeah. And to see how different those teams were from year to year. Each and every because year. they yeah. were just turning the, the roster over so much each year. One year you get this kid from a D1 school that's got a good attitude and he's just trying to work. And then the next year you get this kid who's just a huge problem. And you get Malik like, Henry. Yeah. And it just <laughs> You know, it's just so much that goes into it, right? That it's just like, I don't know the answer because we don't have enough evidence of what it's going to turn out to be. If USC just is really good again this year, maybe even better, then there's going to be say, people say, well, there is a right way to do it if you can just do it every year. There's a way to do this. Right. But what if USC struggles because they just don't have the chemistry? Because this is the big thing. It's the chemistry. The players physically can plug and play. What we don't know is what's the chemistry going to be like. Right. One year, you may get a bunch of kids that are completely bought in. And then also, is the USC thing real and a model for teams that want to do the portal route? Or do you have Caleb Hartman or Caleb Williams masking some of those issues that you can't mask the next year? Because here's one thing I can promise. If USC goes into the portal again after Caleb Williams, I'm Pretty confident in saying that guy won't be as good as Caleb Williams. <laughs> it's pretty high percentage that, fair? that won't happen. Is that yeah, fair? Very, very high percentage, um, yes. So so does does the chemistry problems become worse and he can't mask them hypothetically if they exist? Or has Lincoln Riley found the secret sauce 
to, to keep chemistry going when you're turning over the roster. There's so many unknowns to this that I just yes. can't, I can't, I could, if I were to give you an answer, it would be based off my bias. Of, I don't think you can just return over your roster every year and be successful. I just don't think that you can, unless you've got a quarterback that can just make up for those things, but we're going to find out. And I also know that the, the, there's a couple programs that are pretty freaking good year after year right now that are barely touching the portal when it comes to guys coming in. Yes. And that's Ohio State and Georgia. And Clemson, too. Clem- Clemson doesn't but go to the Clemson hasn't been as good the last couple yeah. years. That's the only reason I, I say that. But but you're correct on Clemson as well. And then you look at Michigan, and Michigan hasn't done a lot in the portal, but the one the portal moves they have made have been very clutch, been very important. You know, getting the center from Virginia this year really helped to solidify that offensive line. So even though they're not getting a lot of guys, they're getting they're, they're Notre Dame and Michigan are taking a very similar approach. We're not going to go in there for a lot of volume, but we're going to get a couple really important guys at some some positions where we need that vendor experience, and then try to recruit to where we eventually replace those guys with high school kids or with developed kids. Would you say that that Michigan and, and Notre Dame in that regard seem to be somewhat similar in yeah. how they're approaching the portal? So the the teams that I right now view as being the best teams are ones not really going into the portal. Bama went into the portal and had their first to get a great running back in Jameer Gibbs and Georgia's leading receiver that everybody kept telling me was super good and and all this other kind of stuff. And Alabama had their first two lost regular seasons since, what, 2019? Right? And and so was that because of the portal didn't work out? I, I, I don't know. Is it because the the – was it a coaching problem? I don't have enough evidence of that. And that's so, so so much of this, Ryan, is still so new. Yeah. But I think in theory, player-wise, you can plug and play talent-wise. What I don't know yet is if you can consistently do this from a team chemistry standpoint. And I and I'm and I would say my bias is that I think we're gonna see more Michigan states than we do yeah. USC's. Sustainability, right? Like that's yeah. the biggest thing we're talking about. I, I think it's the same in the NFL too, Brian. Like I think traditionally the best teams that win in the NFL are the ones that build through the drafts, right? Yeah. And that's like the high school recruiting routes. Every once in a while, like the Philadelphia Eagles in 2017, when you hit on free agency everywhere, you're going to be a really good football team. But what happened to the Eagles the next year? Fell apart, man. They weren't a great team anymore because then you 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 weren't able to sustain. You weren't able to develop within your roster. You're going outside to bring guys in that are on the veteran mm. basis. So I think it could happen – I'll say it like this. I think that you can strike goals sometimes, right? Like I think that there's going to be years where you can go the, the portal route and it'll be really good. And maybe you can even win a national championship. Like it's possible, right? But if we're talking about sustainability of being a consistently good, good to very good football team every single year, I don't think you can win through the portal every single year because I think free agency in the NFL has showed us it can work out sometimes, but a lot of times it doesn't work out. Like that's just kind of where we are. And that's our opinion, yeah, we don't have enough evidence because we haven't seen it. I mean, this is still on a this one year level. portal yeah. thing is still in because portal transfers used to be great because you get a kid in. He's got to sit for a year, become part of the team chemistry, you know, be, buy into the team, you know, do the dirty work because you're not playing. So you're doing some scout team stuff. You're you're kind of learning to be a part of our team. And then the next year you've earned your spot if you're playing. Yeah. Now it's just like guys are coming in like, oh, here, here you go. Here's your job. Right. The thing I love about what Marcus Freeman did this spring is he said very clearly, hey, Sam, now we didn't bring you in here to sit the bench, but we're going to make you still earn it. Hey, Javante Jean-Baptiste, we brought you here to play. But you got to go earn it. Thomas Harper, we brought you in here to play, but when we get in the fall and you're healthy, you got to go earn it. Yeah, I think that you got to do that. You start bringing in so many of these kids, like there's nothing to earn. Who else is going to start there? And and I and I think that's going to be part of it, uh, part of it as well. When, when I look into it, do, do you like do you like how Michigan also went to uh, Stanford's offensive line? They're like, you know what? I can I know, fix right? you, Miles Hinton. Drink. Hey, but what if we all what did we say about Stanford's line last year? Yeah. If they had a better line coach, they'd be pretty good. Miles well, Hinton is a on that. first round talent. He's a first right. round talent, just yeah. not a first round player right now. Obviously, you but. spot on, Ryan. Yeah, and Michigan has an offensive line coach that's shown he can. He's pretty good. I mean, I. 
If, if, like, he get, if he get that much out of Ryan Hayes, then yeah. what can he get out of Miles Hinton, man? Dude, I was so skeptical <laughs> of that this, that hire because I'm like, the guy, I don't think he'd ever been an O-line coach. He was like a young tight ends coach. And I'm like, that's that you're hiring that guy to coach the Michigan offensive line. Like, I don't even know who this yeah. guy is, right? <laughs> I was like, well, that looked pretty that take looked pretty stupid. And it only took him sure. a year to make it look pretty stupid. And like, well, let's, a coach, man. let's coach, see man. if he can do it for a second year in a row. I'll see your Joe Moore and raise you another. You know what I mean? Like, okay, Shamar's legit, right? Like, this dude's legit. Now he's getting this elite talent. Now he's got another task to prove. Can he now get a guy that's got more of a ego? I maybe. Uh, I think he will. You know, and then they got the Drake Nugent, who I I think is a little overrated. Still a good football player. He's an All-American Drake Nugent to you, man. Uh, No. Uh, so, uh, no, got a couple more. I'm gonna, here. I'm gonna put him on the Irish breakdown, uh, preseason top, um, all American list mm, just for you. Well, it's not happening. Um, <laughs> I have editorial control, so yeah, not happening. All right, here we got another super chat, super chat from SB. Thank you so much for super chat, recognizing the positive recognition of Al Washington's performance year to date. That's what we're always gonna do. Yep, that's what I've said is it's not personal. I'm gonna evaluate you on the job that you're doing that I see with my eyes and then what I'm hearing from all my sources. And if you're not doing the job, we'll say it, but it's never personal. And I've said before, I hope Al Washington starts doing a better job because I've heard nothing but good things about him as a human being. And guess what? He's doing a better job. So what are we doing? We're praising him for it. It's not that hard. It's not that hard, you know? So just be honest. It's not personal. personal. It's never personal. And, and it's important that he does a good job because it's, he's a line coach. You have to have a line coach that can coach. It's imperative, especially at a place like Notre Dame. So, yeah, he's he, he's doing a really good job. Really good job. And I always Go come fall. back to it, Brian. I, I always come back to it, man. I'm like, guys, you understand that I've grown up a Notre Dame fan, right? I've been right. a Notre Dame fan my entire life. I want Notre Dame to be very good. <laughs> like, that's just like, I want I watch to be great. I want all these coaches to be great. I want Notre Dame to win a national championship. I want to like, sit I, here and tell you all that all 10 assistant coaches are wonderful. And yes. they're all great, and they're all doing a great job, and they're all great people. And this team is loaded. Every- and if that's the if that's what I see, then I'm going to tell you. Yes. But I just I, look. I'm. We're just not that. I'm just. I can't. I can't be that. Lie to myself or lie to you, Homer. That's just going to tell you everything's wonderful. Yeah. But just because I'm criticizing someone doesn't mean I don't like them, or doesn't mean I have a personal issue with them. And that's what. That's what. Bo- there's not enough people. There's too. Uh, excuse me. There's too many people. That take criticism as, well, you're a hater. Well, what does that mean? What are we, 12? No. <laughs> I see it. I see what I see. I evaluate it as not good, and I'm going to tell you that it's not good. I hope that you do a better job, and if you do, I'll tell you. I, I just, It's just such a shallow way of looking at it. It's not personal. And when you do a good job, I'll be happy. And I, I think he's, right now, from what we've seen so far in this, through the spring, He's doing a really good job compared to where he was last year. So I'm happy with it. And I have no problem saying it because, again, I hope Al Washington thrives. I hope he's good at what he does. And if he is, I'll be the first person standing up saying, great job. Another super chat from Tyler Evans. Tyler, thank you so much for the super chat. Do you think there are some coaches that rely too heavily on the transfer portal? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I moved big time. Yeah. You mentioned one, Brian, Mel Tucker. I mean, right. it, it worked great one year. The next year, not so right. much, sir. Like, that's just kind of where it is, right? USC so, yeah. cannot – if USC didn't go back to the portal in a big way this offseason, they would be terrible this year. I don't care who they have at quarterback. They'd be they'd be a 6-6 six and six team if they didn't go back to the portal to replace all the kids they lost in the portal last year. Yeah. or I mean, uh, excuse me, the portal in the NFL draft after this past year. They have to. Now, they're starting to up their recruiting and high school recruiting a little bit, bet more, and they're starting to get a few more of those guys, which is help, helpful. But, I mean, they're in a cycle now, Ryan. They're going to they're gonna have to use the, off- the portal for the offensive line for the next three, four years as of right now. You've got the Elijah Pages, a couple guys like that, but overall they can't. They're going to have a hard time putting starting five offensive line together of kids they've recruited from high school. They, the they just had Cortland Ford that answered the portal yeah. as well, the offensive tackle. Yeah, who's I did. Maybe I did read the offensive tackle, but yeah, I did read that Elijah Page has had a had a really good spring, so that's good. I'm I like him. I wish he would have stuck at yeah. Notre Dame, but I I, he, I like him. He he he's a good kid. I think uh, good did you also there. see Ethan White's not going to now go to USC? Did you see that? I didn't. I didn't. It was when you're on vacation. Yeah, yeah. He announced he's not going to USC. That's a that's a loss. Because he was supposed to start a guard for them. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. 
We'll see. But yeah, th- thank you for the super chat, Tyler. There's a lot. Of, uh, there's a lot of Tyler Buckner questions and comments. So we'll, we'll bring up yes. a lot of those, but we'll work through all of them. So here's here's a two here's a two parter, Ryan, that I I want to address. Okay, two parter from Scott L. I disagree with Brian's take on Tyler Buckner. First, Tyler Buckner needs game reps. The NFL has a bias for quarterbacks starting more games. Second, giving Tyler Buckner option to rem- oh, giving Tyler. Sorry. Sorry, maybe fine. Second, I giving when Tyler you said Buck- second, I didn't see that oh, part. Sorry. I thought you were saying like second part. Gotcha. So I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. my bad. Giving Tyler Buckner an option to remain might might be to keep door open for him to return in well, 2024. Obviously. Yes. And second part is I think Tyler Buckner made the right decision. He's unlikely to get much better without lots of game reps. That's not true. He likely will still be inconsistent in 2024 if he doesn't get a chance to play a lot. That's just not how football works, Scott. I do appreciate. Not a lot of people are willing to just kind of come out with such a strong disagreement of me. So I respect that. I, I but, it, but it was, it was respectful. And, and, and he, was very, respectful. very yes. respectful. Yep. And that's why I'm bringing it up because I appreciate this, this pushback. I just strongly disagree with the sentiment of what you're saying because we see one-year starters and two-year starters getting drafted all the time. The – the, of the, well, I want to say the three of the expected top four quarterback, we expect based on what people say, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. that CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson in some si- si- sort of yes. uh, order will be the first four guys picked, right? Correct. Yep. None of them were full time starters for more than two seasons. None. Not a one. Will Levis is the only guy that started in three seasons because he filled in a little bit for Sean Clifford his last year at Penn State. He made like a couple starts at Penn State his last year there for Sean Clifford when Sean Clifford got hurt. All the other guys were either one and change, which is what Anthony Richardson was. Anthony Richardson was a one-year starter. One-year starter. He, he started one game the year before. Or yeah. something like that. And he only yeah. started one game the year before, and he was pretty awful. And now I don't blame him because we, you and I said this last offseason. It was stupid to have his first career start be against George, that Georgia defense. <laughs> Just throw it to dumb, the fire, man. That's a yeah. dumb coaching decision by them. Um, you know, but he's got a he's got one year starting ability. Yes. Bryce Young has two years as a starter. Yep. CJ CJ Stroud has two years as a starter. And all of those guys missed at least one game with an injury. Every single one of them that we just mentioned hen and hooker started is probably the most experienced starter of all of those guys. And he didn't even start the 2021 season as the team starting quarterback, Joe Milton, baby. And so, um, no teams don't like taking quarterbacks that don't have experience. But if what we were saying is accurate, that Tyler comes back, he would have had two full years of starting experience under his belt. The NFL, that's plenty for the NFL based on what we've seen, Ryan. I mean, and, and, and it's been this way for several years now. Mitch Trubisky was the number two overall pick after one freaking year as a starter, and he got picked over a guy in Pat Mahomes that was what a three-year starter at Texas Tech, I believe. Yeah. Yep. And see, and and Deshaun Watson, who was a three-year starter, now in his th- first year as a starter, he got hurt, so you know, he he ended up not finishing the year. They brought in who was the kid they brought in from Ohio? Uh, Cole Stout, I believe, was the kid they oh, yeah, brought Cole in Stout. to replace him. And yeah. then he started two full years, so. He had way less experience, and they still started him. Was Christian Ponder a starter for more than a year at Florida State? I think he was a two-year starter. I think he was a two-year starter. So, I mean, we we see this stuff all the time, Ryan, where where guys are getting drafted with one to two years of starting experience. So in my scenario, based on evidence of what the NFL has done for several years now, there is no issue with Tyler Buckner being drafted because of a lack of playing time if he wouldn't stay the next two years. And – I didn't realize this, but Tyler Buckner's young for a junior. As I thought he was already 21. He won't turn 21 till November after the Clemson game this year, which means he'll only be 23 going into the NFL draft as a fifth year. That's young for a fifth year. And he would have two years plus three additional games of starting under his belt. So that's plenty based on what the NFL does. The second part of your question is he made the right he's unlikely to get better without lots of game reps game reps are very important to maximizing yourself as a player they are i'm not saying that they're not however i think you're greatly discounting the importance of being a part of the practice preparation as you go through a whole year bryce young didn't play much in his first year at alabama got no legitimate game reps it was all mop-up duty correct Yep. And what does he do? He comes out the next year and he wins the Heisman Trophy, leads Alabama to the national title game. 
CJ Stroud played nothing but mop-up duty as a freshman at Ohio State, threw a grand total of zero passes. And the next year he goes out, and I believe he was a Heisman finalist each of his each of his two years, correct? Am Should I, am have I, been if I, he wasn't. I think so, yeah. So, uh, but he he put up tremendous numbers uh, at, at that time. Actually, I just looked at it. it. Looks like Christian Ponder was a starter for parts of three seasons. By gotcha. the way, um, so I'm going to look real quick and see if if uh, Heisman Trophy finalist to see if he was. He definitely was this year, correct? I mean, he threw over 40 touchdowns. Yes, in he was. Years, it was, it was C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, uh, Kenny Pickett, and Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, yeah. the four. A- Aiden took second, I think, that year, didn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. believe so. Yeah. So C.J. Stroud was a, a Heisman finalist in his two years as a starter, and he came into the those seasons with zero, zero career passing attempts. So game reps are important, Scott. You are spot on that they're important. Where you're incorrect, however, is the aspect of him unlikely to get better. In fact, I've made the case, b- based on what Tyler's weaknesses are as a player, that him being a backup this year was going to be great for him. Because otherwise, he's just going to keep making the same mistakes over and over because it's more about getting him mentally ready to execute the offense. Where I think this year would have been a great a, a, a opportunity for Tyler, and I and I made this case before, where I thought that Sam Hartman coming in was going to be great for Tyler. I actually wrote an article about this, I believe, Ryan, and talked about on the show, that Sam Hartman coming in is going to be great for Tyler Buckner if Tyler Buckner sticks it out. Because he's going to get alert. Sam Hartman does a lot of things well that Tyler needs to learn to do well if he wants to be an NFL quarterback. Because you can't be that six foot one, two hundred twenty pound gunslinger, and and um, and, and kind of go out there um, and be an NFL guy at his size with his arm. He's going to have to be a better pocket guy, and he could have learned a lot from playing. And then you've got the whole season to improve the mechanics to get the feel for what he needs to do, to improve his footwork and all that. And he's already got game reps. And then you go out next year in 2024 and he'll be fine because he will get better. So I, I don't agree with that. And, and there's no evidence that guys don't get any better or don't get much better based off practice. There's yeah, that's why, just, why would you, why would you even practice if that wasn't a thing? Right. right. Like so I just, yeah. I just, um, I, I appreciate your question. I appreciate the respectful nature in which you asked the question. I just, in my years as a football coach and my years as a football player, I just, I, I strongly disagree with this notion. And in the first part of your question, there's just no evidence from the NFL draft that less than that more than two years is needed to be drafted. Yeah. It, it just, and in fact, we're seeing guys that play longer getting unnecessarily picked apart by NFL draft people. I mean, is, is that fair to say, Ryan? Yeah. Like we, we call it a, we call it analysis paralysis, man. Yes. There's too much data. People over, yeah. over, over. That's how people things. can convince themselves that Dalton Kincaid's a better draft prospect than Michael Mayer. Mm-hmm. Cause Dalton Kincaid kind of burst onto the scene this year. And I, and I just, when I read about, I'm like, you guys are overlooking very obvious things that, that I see on film. Now, he's a very good player. Both yeah. Michael Mayer, you're picking apart. I saw pro football focus had a, a, a staff mock draft. That had Michael Mayer in the second round. Yes. <laughs> I've seen and that a lot. Like, what are we doing here, guys? Well, seriously, yeah. what are we doing here? I mean, yeah. come on. What are we doing here? But, but but then these people do these anonymous polls for NFL scouts and executives, and the one had 10 out of 10 executives said Michael Mayer was the top tight end on their board. It's just like, right. all right, man. All right. Right. All right. So, sure. again, Scott, I appreciate the question, but uh, I just, we just, I just see it a different way. And, I do appreciate you also sticking up for Tyler. I just, I just, I just think for me it was the wrong because like what's let's say he picks Stanford. Okay, he's going to go be a starting quarterback on a bad team for two years, yeah. and that's somehow going to make him better and ready for the NFL. Because here's the thing: if he goes to Stanford, he's he starts for three years. Okay, great, but he they're going to stink at least for his <laughs> first year too, right? I mean that's that's the reality of it. So is that going to impress NFL teams more than him being at Notre Dame? I mean, look, think about it. Ian Book did not get drafted that much lower than Davis Mills, and Davis Mills is a much more talented player than than Ian Book. But why? Injuries are part of it, but also Ian had a lot of experience, right? But He's Davis also winning quarterback in yes, game history. But Davis fell. Why? Because his team stunk, and he had the injury history. But if 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 you flip teams, for example, yeah. and Davis Mills is at Notre Dame, and Ian Book's at Stanford. Ian Book's not getting picked 
as high as Ian Book got picked, in my opinion. No. Not on those teams. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I, I want to read these two part, this two part comment, two from Angle. Angle. Okay. I don't know. Angle Vitor. I don't know how to say that one. Angle Vitor says Buckner is erratic, not consistent, misses easy throws that a decent high school quarterback makes. Oh, man. Gator Bowl would have been a blowout with a good quarterback. Notre Dame never wins a natty with him. And then the second part is this. Second part is Sam Hartman will put together a record-setting year for Notre Dame. I hope so. We will be thankful as long as he stays healthy. So this second question is completely irrelevant to any of the conversation that we've had today. A completely yeah. irrelevant. And and you're saying making this statement as if someone's arguing on this channel that we're saying that somehow Sam's not the dude. Sam's a transfer. Keep Tyler. What are we doing? Uh, I mean, what exactly are you saying here? Number one, number two, this sounds like you have a personal issue with Tyler Buckner and, and, and I, and it's, it's for you to sit there and dismiss the way he played in the bowl game. That's just, I, I, it's poor form to, to been a blowout with a good quarterback. I mean, Tyler didn't give up the fake punt slash field goal thing that he did, right? I mean, Tyler's not the one that let Spencer Rattler throw the ball over the yard in the first half. That's not on Tyler. You know, his first pick six, I mean, there were were several. The ball got tipped. So you're telling me that only happened because of Tyler? He made made two really bad throws, and yes, he does miss some throws. But I've seen some other quarterbacks that are pretty freaking good. I've seen Anthony Richardson miss some throws. You're like, "Eh, you should, you need to make, that's a layup. But to act as if like Tyler sucks, or here's the thought that Tyler's not going to get any better. It just comes across as too as personal and it's bad analysis. In my opinion, maybe he doesn't get any better, but Tyler Buckner has proven that he can be a good quarterback. He has made plays against good teams. Does he need to get better? Absolutely. But what was this entire show about? How important he was for depth. You're acting as if we've said Tyler Buckner needs to stay because if he stays, he's going to beat out Tyler Sam Armour because that too really needs to be the starting quarterback is Tyler Buckner. We never said that. So I don't quite understand what the point of your uh, your I'll, shots I'll at Tyler Buckner were. It just I, seems I, I hate that I hate the uh, hyperbole of saying any good high school quarterback. You know what Tyler Buckner was in high school? A, a phenomenal high quarterback, phenomenal. <laughs> High school quarterback who had over 7,000 so, yards so of ignorant, offense and man. accounted for over 80 touchdowns in high yeah. school. So, yeah. Yeah. It's he just, was that, that's, that part of the statement is very ignorant, in my opinion. Yeah. It's very ignorant. Yes. All right. Let's get to the, let's get to the next one here, real quick. Um, here's from We Are Not Marshall. We Are Not Marshall says, Brian and Brian, why is the quarterback room such a pain point for Notre Dame? Second transfer in three years and underdevelopment of recruits that should have made a difference. You know, I I I think to me, I'm unwilling to kind of put these two things together because it's a new staff, and so I'm having a hard time. Like what you're saying, we're is true when you look at the history of Notre Dame in recent years. We've talked about this a lot. Quarterback's been an issue. All I'm sent there saying is I want to see how it turns out with the new look staff and with the new staff. Yeah. 
and we started to see Coach Reese start to kind of get the ball changing a little bit over the last year. You had some hiccups there with Dante and some other things, but he did get Sam Hartman. He did get Kenny Minch. He did get C.J. Carr. So we're starting to see the, the, the tide turn a little bit. I mean, I think what's happening now is this is not unique to Notre Dame. Have you looked around the country? Backup quarterbacks are leaving left and right. Guys that are losing quarterback battles, Ryan, are leaving left and right. Yeah. This is the new normal in college football. So I, I think I don't I've seen some like there's another one here down here, Ryan, that 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 um Brandon Plesner says, you know, he says, to your knowledge, does Gino bear any of the blame for Tyler transferring, or is this just a pure playing time move for TB12? Did Tyler gel with Coach Gino like his coaching? Like what do we what's to blame? A kid's transfer, there's no blame. They gave Tyler Buckner every opportunity to go out there and spring and win the job, and he didn't. Contrary to what some people were saying, he did not win the job. He did not outplay Sam Hartman all spring. All right, so so he didn't win the job. He got coached up. He had a very good spring. He didn't have a good spring game, but Tyler had a very good spring. But he wasn't going to pull away from Sam Hartman. That's not blaming anybody. Tyler's yeah. transferring because Tyler wants to play. I don't, I don't agree with his decision. I don't blame him for his decision because my dad likes to say one of the issues, my dad, my dad really disliked Brian Kelly and part of it's because of things that he and I would discuss, but also partly because he saw Brian Kelly doing things that were very similar to what I went through as a player. And, 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 um, the, the, the thing is Ryan is, is what, what, what it was is, these these 90 some percent of these kids get one you know this ryan from you don't know how your college career for 99.999 percent of kids is this is your last shot the nfl is not guaranteed this is your last chance to play tyler may be looking at this and saying hey i don't know if i'm an nfl quarterback i've got three years left i want to play and if that's his decision, Ryan, I don't fault him for that. I can disagree with it, meaning I don't know if this is the best thing for you, but I don't think this is a blame situation. I think the kid wants to play football. He has not gotten a chance to play a lot of football the last three years, and he loves to play football. He played zero football in 2020. He did nothing but come in as a rotation guy in 2021, and he only played three games in 2022. I think the kid just wants to play. Yeah. Now, I may not agree with it, but I think he wants to play. And I don't think anybody deserves blame for it. And I don't think that we should put the sins of the past onto the current staff. Let's give the, now I'm not saying we should also forgive the current staff of everything that happens. It looks like what it did in the past. What I'm saying is this particular situation, I, I don't think is unique. And I don't think shows like, oh, here we go again. They, they made, and then there's somebody else, Ryan, that had a, had a take on this, which was, was kind of wild. But basically saying, let me find it down here. I, I don't know. John Banco said bringing in Hartman was the wrong decision. Like, no. I, I, I think he was trying to be funny, I think, looking back at that one. I hope chat, so. I could be wrong. I, I, I think really was, hope though. so. Yeah. But, and, and this is a, I mean, this is a, this is a fair comment about it from Ronald Todd. He says, I hope Freeman made the right decision to bring in Hartman. Buckner's a very raw player who needs more development, but his ceiling is much higher than Hartman. This is probably the area where we can look at and say, this is where there will be blame if this doesn't work out. If Sam Hartman goes down to game two or struggles or whatever, then there's going to be the Tyler then becomes the savior again. Sure. And it's going to be like, you know, but, but Marcus Freeman wanted to go to the portal for a quarterback, even more than Tommy Reese. I think he, I think he, he needed to too. Yes. So, yeah. Tommy recruited Tyler. Tommy had a faith in Tyler and drew and then, you know, and it thought they were going to get Dante, and then they did get Kenny. And I think that Tom Reese was a little bit more, a little bit higher on the future of the quarterback position. Not that he was unwilling to go to the portal, but Marcus Freeman was like, we're going to the portal. And then Tommy did a great job going out there and getting Sam Hartman here, right? But Mark, Coach Freeman was on board in driving the let's go get a quarterback. Yeah. Because he understood this team has a chance to be special. And the way to give them the best chance to do that is to make sure that we have the best possible player quarterback that we can. Maybe it ends up being Tyler Buckner. And they knew, they made this move knowing that if Tyler Buckner doesn't win the job, there's a chance he can leave. They knew that. And they took that gamble. And, and, and you know, to Ronald's point, Tyler is a raw player. And he does need that work. 
but you can't sacrifice the potential of this team in hopes that the light goes on for Tyler. Sure. You, you can't do that. You had to make the best move for the team. And then if the light goes on for Tyler and he becomes the player that you and I both think he's capable of, then he could beat out Sam. That's the reality of it. The odds of that happening in, in one offseason were not great, but that's the reality of it. You had to make this move, in my opinion, because Sam Hartman still gives your team the best chance to win in 2023. We'll see what happens in 2024. But this there's there at no point in time for me do I have any regrets about bringing in Sam. I'm disappointed. I'm bummed that Tyler's leaving. I don't fault him, even though I don't – if I was advising him, I wouldn't – I would advise him to stay, but I also would not crush him for leaving. I I get right. it, and and I'm someone who transferred, and 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 I was a starter and I transferred, so I'll never bash a kid just for transferring. I may say that decision was poor, or the way you went about doing the decision was immature, right? But I I don't have a problem with transferring in and of itself. I understand it. I just wish he would have stayed. But none of it, none of nothing that's happened today, at all makes me question the decision to bring in Sam Hartman. Well, it just solidifies it, if anything, because, yeah, Tyler Buckner's leaving, but he was always an injury away with a history of injuries from you being right back to where you were last year with trying to hope you can get through games by everyone else having to carry your quarterback. Yeah. That's the reality of it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.